0: (music) Thank you. Oh, easy on the mics, bro. Easy on the mics, man. My guy. Easy on the nah, mics. Nah, 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 nah. Please don't turn me down. <laughs> just, just you up. Your most excellent and venerated hosts.
1: Dr. Lewis. The third, baby. He's running unopposed today. unopposed Of course. Of course. There is no thespian poppy here to oppose. Today. But who is here? My main man,
0: we are here. Daniel Davidson, what up, man? What do you do, baby? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you got. No, oh, that's it. That's the entire intro for you today. Okay, you're a little, a, a, a little lazy. Not say, do you else?
0: I don't you know. sit. <laughs> just go back, you know, just... Go, go back and listen to our other episodes, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, no, no. Usually there's banter. Banter, starting you know banter. <laughs> don't do this in front of Don't do this for the company, bro. Come on, no, <laughs> clean it up. Clean it up. Come on. You always act all brand new. Come on. Get get get. Hey, it. Hey, Come hey, on. Hey, hey,
1: is it is it your show? This my show.
2: Our
0: show.
1: Being in Poppy himself, Terrell Huff. This week, I had to go out and I had to find the smartest man I could.
0: You brought in a oh. ringer.
1: Yeah, I brought in a ringer. This mm. thing.
3: It's Josh Howe. How are you today, my man? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm do- see banter, Daniel. He asks me ba- things. We
1: were you asked him
0: something first.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so oh Josh God. Howe will be in today for for for, 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 for Terrell Howe. He's out with the flu. Out with the flu. So So we've been told.
0: No flu game today. Josh for
1: Josh, for whatever reason. Does not believe him.
3: <laughs> that's fine. I, I, I guess I believe him, and I guess that's all that matters. Well, I, I like Kyrie Irving and susceptible to conspiracy theories. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes,
0: fake news.
3: This <laughs> is very, very topical. It's a very topical response. This is
1: of course the show. Where we take one topic, one topic only, and distill it down into its purest form, its essence. Throw it into a little bowl, mix it up, give it back to you. The people. Now you go out, you're all uninformed and such and shit and whatever, and you're reckless because we can't control what you're doing with the information. You just, you, like Kyrie Irving, you have no filter on what to do, no governor on what to do with this information, and so you're reckless with it. But we can't control that. We can just give you the information.
2: Today's topic.
0: So, somebody's biased. My God. <laughs> oh, now you want to banter. You no. <laughs> need <laughs>
1: Today's topic... No, wait! Before I speak... Uh-huh. Before Daniel speaks... Maybe. <laughs> one
0: man must speak. You got a recording back there? Awesome. <laughs> that man... It's Josh Howell! Welcome to Josh Howell's First Take! And who's sponsored by Daniel? Oh my god! Sponsored by Chris Wants and knockout automotive! Step up, rocker, by smoothie, and a smile.
3: Josh, how? Take it away. Take it away. Dude, what?
0: <laughs> you give me no training. This what is we what, we call, this you what we call. a setup. Yes. Set you, up,
3: you want an man, introduction? Sir. What do you want? Give me some uh, manners.
0: <laughs> do something. <laughs> this
3: is this wait, want wait, an introduction. I'm, I'm dying here, man. I just, I'm
2: dying. I just, I, I just help
3: me help. I know, help a brother out. Like that's what I need. To know.
1: So normally. <laughs> so, so normally, when Terrell Huff is here. He just randomly will take off on a rant of his own devices and so we turned it into a segment so that oh. he would, you know, be able to speak first and freely and he would mm. hopefully leave us alone furthermore from that point, which does not work. <laughs> but since he is not here and you are in his uh, spot, I
2: mm-hmm. send it to
1: you to give us your first take on this situation.
3: Uh, oh, on the Kyrie Irving now go.
1: situation.
0: Just initial thoughts is what it is.
2: Oh, just initial uh, thoughts.
0: Yeah, yeah. again, again, little to no direction, but <laughs> here I am to back, to back up that, my man. He's just
2: like, yes. go on a, just go
3: on a ramp. I'm like, I'm just, I mean, I can ramp without player. R- Honest that's like, <laughs> like, no. like, that, like if you want me to rant I, that's who i want to rant about right now if you want me to be I idiot, mean, there is man. nothing there is nothing
1: in the bylaws that says you have to rant about Kyrie. Yeah, I, see, I'm I'm big, to, I guess you could rant about clarence thomas if
3: you would like i don't know
1: yeah <laughs> I mean, generally Huff does stay on topic
3: yeah okay no i'll, I'll stay on topic so just uh, i'll just go ahead and begin then since i was invited so graciously <laughs> but to begin but um I, I got to say, I was I was pretty unsurprised when this happened. Um, Kyrie Irving, I made a joke about this earlier in the podcast. Kyrie Irving is a man who is known to like a good conspiracy theory from flat earther to anti-vax stance to posting Alex Jones videos. And so when you have somebody like that, it's not surprising when they fall prey to anti-Semitism, which is more appropriately thought of as a conspiracy theory as opposed to things like xenophobia and racism. Like, it's, it's different than those things. It's 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 akin to those things, but it's different. It's very conspiratorial. And so when I saw this, I was disappointed, but I was unsurprised. It also ruined my enjoyment of the tire fire that are the nets. Um, <laughs> just... <laughs> I mean again, Daniel will know when I'm talking about this, so I I'm I'm at AM for the second time going on my tenth year there. And so I enjoy watching just a good tire fire, a team mm. imploding, much like the Aggies are this year. And so Indeed. watching the Nets <laughs> just implode. Um, the Nets are two and six and the Aggies are three and five. That's how that's how good things are going, right. So watching the Nets slowly implode over the last two years has been Wonderful. It's just been enjoyable. And now this thing came out. It's like, oh well now this isn't fun anymore. This is now now this is incredibly serious. And you've disappointed me, Kyrie. Um and I guess I will say one other thing. Might talk about it later in the podcast, but the thing that <clears throat> really caught my eye was that this is the second time in as many weeks that a black celebrity um, with a lot of sway in the community, whether or not they should have any say, sway in the community, has come out and said something anti-Semitic, um, horrifically anti-Semitic, um, and has been dragged kicking and screaming to apologizing. Though I don't believe Kyrie Irving has technically apologized just yet. It's a lot of parsing of the words that have to go on there. But um, so yeah, I mean, those are the things that those are the things that uh, really just. I decided, hey, Daniel, uh, sorry, Derek invited me on this podcast. Let me just dip my toe in on this (laughs) very light and breezy topic.
1: Yeah, yeah. I uh, I told I told Josh he had a standing invitation to come on with wh- whatever podcast he wants. He messaged me and told me he wanted to be in on this issue. <laughs> uh, so a very fun first you issue even, to be in.
3: You didn't even tell me you were doing a podcast. I said, hey, are you doing a podcast about
0: Gary <laughs> Irving? Like, if not, let's just make another pod.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so, uh, unprompted and, uh, and unproduced because I'm terrible at my job, that was – Josh House, first take. And who
0: is it? Sponsored by Daniel. Still sponsored by Chris Usman and the Knockout Automotive. Stop on by for a smooth rice smoothie and a smile.
1: I, f- I feel like I'm in an episode. Uh, excuse me, an episode. I'm in the film Friday. I always have. I have Daniel, but I have no Terrell. I have Terrell, but no Daniel. I, you know, Ed's filling in, doing things. Josh is filling in, doing things. Why don't I ever have the two things that go together? Why is there milk and no cereal? I don't understand. Um, anyway. That's Derek's first take, sponsored by... No. Uh, today we're talking about Kyrie Irving. As uh, Josh so eloquently uh, put, uh, much smarter than, than I can. And before we really dive into the nuts and bolts of all the things that are happening, we're going to kick it on over to Daniel, because Daniel is going to give you the what for.
0: Thank you, D. So, this past week, Kyrie Irving once again made news for all the wrong reasons. Nothing to do with basketball. Basketball. Uh, so he actually had shared on his Twitter account a link with no context to a film, a 2018 film titled Hebrews, uh, Hebrews to Negroes. And for this film, it covers a few different things, um, as Josh I mentioned before, quite a bit of anti-Semitism. They kind of get that tinge of it. But basically, it kind of goes over the, discu- the belief or discussion and trying to believe that certain people of color, including black Americans are in fact themselves the true descendants of the Israelites and not what we currently know today as the American Jews here Uh, so right off the bat this caused a lot of confusion a lot of outrage as you can kind of imagine uh, because posing such things without any type of context leads to certain questions being you know had and a lot of people kind of go into their own type of ideas of what it really meant and to compound it when asked about this when people mentioned how the outrage was you know erupting because of what he has up there for a little bit Kyrie did refuse to take down the tweet defending himself saying that you know he won't be bullied he's going to stand on what he believes and that of course was causing more issues uh eventually he did delete the tweet he took it down um and then that's kind of when all hell broke loose because he then started doing a few interviews and in those interviews he kind of gave his point of view but really didn't do much to actually address a lot of the questions that people had in terms of what is your stance on anti-Semitism? You know, um, do you know that you are, have hurt quite a few people with the post for that video? What is your belief actually about the video? What What is the point you're actually trying to make? And quite a few times he did quite a bit of deflecting, um, not really going really into truly what his beliefs are or the, the point of it, uh, but more the fact that he has the right to have beliefs in general. When asked about, you know, does he feel that he harmed people, he didn't also kind of defend himself by saying, well, I didn't create the film, so why do I have any type of culpability for what the film is saying? I just shared a link to try to share, just try to spread some knowledge. So that's kind of what brings us to where we are right now in regards to the situation. Um, A lot of hurt going on out there, a lot of confusion, and a lot of it is kind of a lot of mismanagement, I would say, as well. Because, of course, he doesn't play for himself. He plays for the Brooklyn Nets, who is also part of the NBA. Um, And as such, he is a representative of both those organizations. And as of right now, there hadn't been too much pushback in terms of them either trying to punish him or suspend him. Um, That did change eventually. But up until that point, he kind of was getting carte blanche to kind of come and go as he pleased. Um, They did for a bit keep him from doing interviews to protect him from the media and that – kind of cause more issues as well. So at this time, they're kind of seeing, you know, how far can he really go? What does he really mean by this? Um, He does say that he does have a bit of support behind him for that too. But I think at the end of the day, people want to really fully understand what are your thoughts actually on anti-Semitism and what is it you're really trying to prove. And up until now, Kyrie has been very defensive and not really hammered down actually on what it is he's trying to expound upon or trying to explain to people with this.
1: Okay. And that was the, uh, what for, thank you, Daniel. Um, you know, in addition to, to those things, uh, the Nets and Kyrie Irving and the uh, the anti-defamation league, uh, sent out a joint, uh, a joint press release, uh, basically stating that Kyrie was going to Kyrie and the Nets were each going to donate half a mil, and that Kyrie um, said things, as Daniel mentioned, that were adjacent to an apology. Um, they were in the circle that like he was circling around an apology, but he never actually got around to the whole apology part. Um, and so that if you would like to read his statement on that, um, he, he basically said he did not mean to hurt people um, and that he only wants to be a beacon of light. Um, is essentially the uh, paraphrasing and big message of his statement. Um <clears throat> It came out today that the Nets have also suspended him five games without pay, so it doesn't seem like this is the end of it. Um, there's, From my perspective, fellas, as we get into the meat of the discussion on this, seems to be two separate things that are really worthy of our time here. Um, there's A, the anti-Semitic issue with Kyrie Irving. What does he mean by that? What, How he handled the whole situation? But then there's also a larger di- uh, discussion to be had about how the NBA and the Nets – handle this in the aftermath and, and if that, you know, also was, you know, handled correctly. Um, so we're going to start as we always do with, with Kyrie. <laughs> I just, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. And I've been trying to think of a way to kind of sum up my thoughts. So I'm going to kind of define my terms here. Cause I don't know that I've made this, I don't know that I've come up with the perfect way to say this, but, um, I'm very disappointed in Kyrie again for the umpteenth time. And it's become abundantly clear. I think we kind of hit on this last time. It's, come to, it's become clear that Kyrie is a smart man, but he's not an intelligent man. He is not. And what I mean by that is this. He's smart. He understands things. He understands high concept ideas, but he's not intelligent. He's not thirsty. He's not intellectually curious enough to actually examine the ideas that he sees and that he purports. Um, and the way I was actually going to do this is I kind of liken it to, to, to me and Josh. You're just kind of getting familiar with Josh. I'm smart. I can think of – I can handle pretty complex ideas. When it comes to intellectually curiosity, I would say that Josh is a more intelligent man than I am because he has a thirst for knowledge. He, he's very well-read. Um, he reads a lot of things. I don't read as much until prompted to, um, and so I, I would say Kyrie is kind of falling into that into that trap, and that that that's dangerous when you're going to talk about complex ideas. When you're going to talk about the ideas that we're talking about now and and what he was talking about, you need to be um, smart and intelligent, and you need to to be willing to parse out those ideas. If if you truly are trying to be a beacon of light and trying to lead the way on this you have to be able to hold your argument up to, to muster. I mean, me and Daniel have talked about this a lot of times where I'll have an idea, Daniel will challenge it. And I'll be like, <laughs> instead of actually, you know, coming up with arguments to defend my point, I'll just be like, and that's kind of what Kyrie did here. Kyrie was like, they asked him, what are you doing? And he was like, Hey, don't dehumanize me, man! And everyone's like, I don't, I don't know what that. Means. I don't know what that. <laughs> Sometimes
0: they're like, they're like, wait, what? <laughs> I
1: was like, I was like, I'm just, I'm asking you what is going on, and you're not giving me answers. And so, um, Kyrie effectively took his ball and went home on this issue, even though he's the one who put the issue into the into the sphere. And so what do you guys think about my haphazard analogy <laughs> and then Kyrie Irving? Um, because that's kind of the way I've been seeing it. And, and so, like, I realize smart and intelligent, they're kind of interchangeable. But I, that's why I defined it so y'all knew what I meant, because I know that's not exactly, you know, how those words should be used.
0: <laughs> yeah, for, for me, I think there's another part to it as well, because I do think that, you know, he can understand the material he's reading. He actually does want to learn more stuff or more things. But also there's that want to in terms of communication that I think is lacking a lot of times for a lot of people like himself and for Kanye as well. And what I mean by that is with these out-of-the-box ideas that you think of or points that you think are maybe being overlooked by most of society, is, what is your goal with putting it out there? Do you actually want them to understand and hear what you're saying, or do you want to just talk to them? I brings up a lot of times when I'm having arguments, whatever, like, am I trying to talk at the person or to them? I think a lot of times Kyrie's just focused on talking at people and not really to them. Why there's a big distinction between that is because when you're trying to talk to somebody, they might not understand what you're saying the first time. But if your main goal is for them to understand what you're saying, you will then try different ways and different strategies, different avenues to kind of get your point across to them. Does it mean that they will agree with you? No. But your main focus is you don't want to be misunderstood in what you're trying to get across. I don't get that from Kyrie because time and time again, when he says these things, he kind of puts it out there. And like this video, no context whatsoever. It's like, okay, well, you see, this is going to be probably a big thing in terms of what you're trying to say, but no kind of explanation about what you like or don't like about this video. Um, he gets a chance to actually explain himself in the press conferences, multiple now. And he, all he does is deflect the questions for it. it's like that's your time and platform to say, okay, this is what I'm trying to get out there. This is my message. This is what's being overlooked. Is it that you feel that you know black people are being disenfranchised because of Jewish people, or nothing to Jewish people at all? But this is what our heritage should be, and because of something that happened in the past, this is why we're at in this current situation. None of that is coming from what he's saying. All we're really getting is that here's a video. Black people may at one point in time be the original Jews. Do with that what you want. Well, what we want to do is get mad at you, and now for some reason you're upset that we feel the type of way about it. So when you couple the lack of not really wanting to fully communicate with him also being emotional when he's getting challenged on his points, it's just a terrible mix. Because now he gets to the point to where he's just basically just trying to defend himself any means necessary and not really trying to accept any type of criticism for his points or even try to make points, I think, that are really where people can understand what he's trying to get across. So, again, if you're trying to talk to somebody, your main thing is if someone says, oh, well, I feel like you're trying to say this, you're like, oh, no, let me explain what that means. Not be like, oh, well, you can't put that on me. I'm a human being. Leave me alone. It's like, no, they're trying to react to what you put out there. And to say that I'm not promoting, I don't support, to go all into the semantics of things, you're just trying to talk around to get out of the argument to me. It's basically like I just want you to put this out there, and I want you to ask me anything. But then, you know, when things don't change or the way people have been treated, I'm going to get upset. Well, it's like if you're trying to actually enforce change, he said he wants to be a guiding light. How can you guide anybody or anything without actually leading them somewhere? You can't just post something out there and be like, okay, well, they're going to watch this video. And then they'll, they'll guide themselves to the direct w- to the correct way and, and fix everything. In what world does that happen? And. <coughs> Again, I don't know if he maybe doesn't see it, doesn't refuses to see it, doesn't really care about it. it, is more interested in talking at somebody or at people, or he just really feels from his years of being a celebrity in the spotlight, maybe jaded by the media or something like that, but for whatever reason, he has no interest in actually explaining himself, and until he does that, there's no way for him to get forward from this from now in the future for anything else he wants to do, and now he's in a real situation where he actually could affect his career going forward um, in the NBA.
1: Yeah, I think it, that's a good point. That's a good point, D, that I I, I I was thinking about as well. You could tell he didn't have any interest, and that's what I kind of mean by intellectual cure. He didn't have any interest in the intellectual part of this, this process where he put something out there. Um, he wanted to bog it down in promotion. If you put something on your platform, unless you specifically repudiate it, you are promoting it. That's how that. That's how that works. I yeah. put the, He he came back at the reporter, and I was kind of surprised the reporter didn't just say yes. Yeah, I was promoting yeah. my things. I yes, wanted yeah. to say that. I was like yeah, the answer is yes. <laughs> I was confused why he didn't. He, the reporter didn't just shut that down to me. He was like yes. I put that on my platform because I was promoting it. <laughs> and, right. and so he he got bogged down on that. But you could tell he had no interest in the intellectual discussion because he before they even really got into the questioning, he was like well I don't really trust big media conglomerates to mm-hmm. to have any like like. That's not, and again, I've gone on this rant before. That's not how the media works. There isn't a group of media representatives who meet in a room, who give themselves their their, their platforms, and then we all dis- disseminate and go interview athletes and things. So I, like, you could tell he had no respect for. But, I mean, the entire time
3: he was doing that interview, even his body posture, even his tone of voice. But I think more about the body posture. He was smirking the entire time, not sitting up straight, mm-hmm. had no respect for. The people who are interviewing him, and no respect for himself, just the realization that I've gotten myself into a situation, um, and whether or mm-hmm. not I am happy that I'm in the situation, um, whether or not I deserve to be in this situation, he didn't seem to have any self-preservation instincts. If you catch my drift, right? I mean, yeah. If he had, if he if he had, a, if he had tweeted that video, right, and come out later and apologize and said, "Hey, I'm an intellectually curious guy." In my zeal, I posted some stuff that didn't fact check and accidentally posted some anti-Semitic things. That's on me. Didn't mean anything by I'm going to take down the tweet. We wouldn't be having this podcast, and he'd be five hundred thousand dollars richer. In five games, <laughs> 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 and undefeated, <unsuspended, laughs> right? Like, right. So if he had, if he had even just a a modicum of just self preservation instinct, he would have taken the situation he's in seriously. But I, you know, I want to go back to something that you said earlier, Derek, about the difference difference between intellectual curiosity and being smart right and i think I, I i take your point i think he is more into but i i, I kind of reverse it i think he's more intellectually curious than he is smart i don't know that he knows things uh, just the number of times he has said something that is factually incorrect i don't know that <clears throat> he knows things and i don't know that he can process uh can like, either has the talent or the skill or the discipline to process things in an order, orderly, disciplined, functional way. Um, I'll give him some credit for being intellectually curious, um, but only in the sense that nobody turns on Hebrews to Hebrews to Negroes if you're not, at least in some sense, intellectually curious. But even that, I have to sort of sand that down. I have to sort of water that down, because if you're intellectually curious... You're not only intellectually curious about information that benefits you. You're intellectually mm-hmm. curious as a general rule. So, if he saw this documentary, didn't quite understand it, posted it out there, an intellectually curious person would also be curious about the feedback that they're getting about, like, hey, the, everyone, yeah. including the mm-hmm. Anti Defamation League, um, is, is saying that what I posted is anti Semitic. Maybe I should learn something about anti Semitism. And he did the opposite, and I think this was that interview. it was in one of the interviews he did. They all kind of run together because they're all kind of a mess. Um, he said, um, "I talk to all races, all cultures, all religions." and my response would be, "It's not about edging your, education. It's not about educating yourself on what Semitism is or what anti-Semitism is. Um, it's about, you know, history. And I think an intellectually curious person would be interested in what Semitism is and what anti-Semitism is."
1: Yeah, this is kind of why I, even though it's a haphazard kind of argument, I wanted to bring it to y'all anyway because I'm I'm trying to define how I why I'm disappointed in Kyrie, and some of that some of the reason I'm disappointed is because he is smart enough to know things, but Mm. he's not curious enough to do the work. Like he's a it's very much your friend who goes to YouTube and gets their (laughs) opinions, and then that's their opinion, and then they don't. Like what's challenged, they're like, well, no, but it was on YouTube, so that's, that's a source. Mm. That's, I've cited my mm-hmm. sources. It's very much that vein of human, and it's like you, you yeah. talk to them, and it's like, all right, you have some sort of zest to learn about things. You have some sort of zest to make this world a better place. But then when you're challenged on how those ideas affect others, when you're challenged on how those ideas uh, manifest into the real world, you retreat into this bubble, this cocoon of, well, I'm right – And that's it. Um, Mm -hmm. Some of of the worst arguments I've ever had are when I retreat into that bubble of, I'm right. And that's it. There's no no give. There's no leeway. You have to have some kind of give and leeway on even your most stringent of opinions because that's how discussion happens, even if you Mm -hmm. are right. And so that's why I say some of the most intelligent people I know, they're able to be right while examining why they could be wrong. And that's what Kyrie lacks. And that's mm-hmm. how I'm trying I'm, – that's what I'm trying to express. Kyrie mm-hmm. doesn't live in worlds, at least for what his public-facing persona is, he does not live in worlds where he could be wrong. He only mm-hmm. lives in the world
3: where he is right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. watch the video on Amazon, uh, and that's all I need to know. Hey, can I address something that Daniel <laughs> right. said earlier, just real quick? Yeah. I didn't Yes. Uh, sorry, which, which is um, you, you said that he has trouble communicating. I actually disagree with you. I think he communicates perfectly well. I think he is very clearly communicating what he thinks. It's just that what he thinks is a mess and is muddled, and that's why he sounds like that because that is an accurate um, articulation of what he thinks about this issue.
0: And that's why I say is my take. Yeah, that's why I say is you communicate. Not that he actually can't get it across but mm-hmm. he doesn't fully understand what it takes to be an effective communicator is why i say he has an issue with it because mm-hmm. i like to parallel him with kanye because kanye says some stuff and a lot of times whatever pops in his head, he just spews it out there he's rambling and ranting and there's a point that in there that he actually wanted to make that may actually have some merit or may actually you know be impactful but he's lost in so many di- different things you know just terrible uh you know opinions in there terrible examples that he mixes in there without stopping to think for maybe a second about how to phrase it, put it in the right order, um, how this is going to affect somebody else, and then giving mm-hmm. delivering the message would be much more effective if the goal is that you want people to understand what you're saying and to maybe affect some type of change. Now, that, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's actually what they want to have happen. Maybe they just want to just say stuff and get it out there and you know just leave it for what it is. But to me, I feel if you actually want someone to understand what you're saying and to get your point, maybe not agree with you, but to get it. Then you actually would take the time to consider okay well who is my audience and how should i present this to them so they can actually fully ingest what i'm trying to get across to them and it seems time Mm -hmm. and time again Kyrie does not do that at all and i think to his responses to when people ask him questions which you you would want if people you want people to understand what you're saying he gets offended or you know really into a shell and it's like so what was your point of even trying to post this out or saying that you're here for the little people or people who have no voice if you know, If you're trying to, to represent them, but then you won't actually answer any questions or expound upon what you're trying to get across, then how are you giving them a voice? You're basically doing the same thing. Is like, okay, well, yeah, they have no voice, but I'm not going to tell you what they want to say. It's like, well, what the hell are we doing here then?
3: <laughs> <And> then <laughs> I mean, the, and then, what, what you're talking – go ahead.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, and another thing too, D, is um, when he had mentioned about how he was trying to villainize the, the media… To me, that doesn't hold as much weight now as it did in the past because we have stuff like what we're on right now, podcasts. He can go on his own podcast, on his friend's podcast, back to the shop. He has a multitude of ways to get his message across so he can sit down there and break it down for three hours if he wanted to without anybody interrupting him. And people would take that and they would analyze what he says from his full explanation, but he won't do that. So at that point, all they have is, well, we have a chance to talk to you now and we're asking you questions, but you won't answer anything. So you can get on the media all you want, but that does not excuse the fact that if you have a message to get out, you are refu- either you can't or you refuse to do it because now you have so many options of getting your, your information out there if you wanted to. Josh, you had
3: something? Oh, I was going to say what Daniel was talking about um, with respect to being cognizant of who your audience is. It reminded me of you know when I used to run the Opinion Desk uh, here at a and one of the things that I would tell the students I was in charge of leading was, like, congratulations, you have an opinion, who cares, right? Like, <laughs> just because you have an opinion doesn't mean that anybody needs to listen to it. If somebody has graced <laughs> has graced your time or has given you their time, right, has graced you with their presence, it's like, hey, I've got five minutes, tell me what you think. Make it worth their while and articulate it in a way that they can understand. Actually do the work of communicating properly. Because otherwise, they're just going to walk away. Under the best of circumstances, and under the worst of circumstances, they're just going to think that you're an awful, egotistical, arrogant person.
1: Yeah, and y'all, y'all, y'all. I don't need to kind of do any more work because y'all have done the work for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Y'all have been very effective communicators. Um, but <laughs> it's just it bothers me. It really bothers me because Kyrie and Kanye and, and Daniel knows I'm very. I'm very passionate about Kanye, and I see what you did here. I see how you tricked me into having a backdoor Kanye discussion, and I don't Same like way, it. Way, I started I, it. Uh, uh, did, I was the yeah. one who brought it up first. Just it open the door, man. He'll open the door.
0: Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, hey. hey. Don't yeah, don't wait don't. You're a guest. Got some, you're you're, got you're some a guest. About Nick I, just, I, just, I just ran through it. It's, it's always, it's always,
1: it's always his fault. I don't care who this, opened the door. He was more than happy to run his way on through it oh and get was. me into a kind of discussion. So, that so, I so,
3: so what I didn't tell you, what I didn't tell you, Derek, when I invited myself on your podcast, which is that uh-huh. Daniel clearly needs backup. Like you just out here, you just beating up on Daniel <laughs> the entire
0: time. <laughs> Not staring yeah, my back, <laughs> man. He got me, bro.
1: Daniel's beating up on me. <laughs> I had I had the most splendid time. I had the most splendid time two weeks ago when Daniel was not on the spot, and I just got to get my takes and my jokes off unfettered. It was so boring. It was a terrible episode. It was, not, it was boring. Was not, it was no, not, no hot takes or nothing. We we had a good time. We had a good good time. Oh boy! Uh, but no. <laughs> so back to my point, which is only this: that it really bothers me when someone wants to purport themselves as a, as a philosopher, or as an intellectual leader, when they're not willing to A, do the work,
2: okay.
1: or B, or not or B, and B, <laughs> and B, um, have the discourse necessary. Um, I know mm-hmm. I, I kind of likened myself to it earlier when I said that sometimes I get mad and I take my ball and go home, but even then I'm always willing to have the discourse. Sometimes the discourse is just very loud as Daniel knows. <laughs> the discourse, the discourse turns into, into yelling. I'm still having the discourse though. He is unwilling to engage. I mean, as y'all said, he's unwilling to engage. He's unwilling to do the work. And if, you, if you're not, if you, one of the, lacking one of those things would be bad, but lacking both is a travesty, especially when you purport yourself to be a thought leader and someone who's putting out ideas that need to be taken note of, um, you have to do the work. So transitioning a little bit into what I think Josh kind of wants to talk about, it's definitely something I want to talk about as well, which is there's been a lot of black people Saying some reckless stuff,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's it's very it's very troubling. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we we know the trend: Nick Cannon, Deshaun Jackson, uh, Kanye, Kyrie. It's it's become it's becoming a problem. Uh, I, and I missed. I,
3: I missed Deshaun Jackson. I didn't. I missed that one. What did he say? We did an we did an episode on that. Um, oh, way to call so me we'll out. Go Thank back. Li- okay.
1: Yeah. So 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 <laughs> yeah. So go back and listen, and come back to me on that. No. Um. I I I, I honestly. To be very truthful and very honest, I don't remember what Deshaun Jackson said. I just know it was bad. (laughs) So I'll I'll look it up while I pose the question to y'all so that we we can refresh their minds on that. If I can add a name
3: to your list, if I can add a uh name to your list quickly. She she wasn't in in sports, but um, it was Tamika Mallory who was part of the Women's March, one of the organizers for the Women's March um, um, leading up to 2020, was ultimately ousted from that movement because of repeated anti-Semitic remarks. Oh, wow. And repeated um, a- um, accusations of anti-Semitism leading that organization. So. Uh,
1: so culturally, what do you think is is bubbling up here where it seems to me that there is a section of black folks that we all, as we know, there's black people, black thought is not a monolith. There are all sorts of different opinions, good sure and bad, uh, within the community. Um, w- but there seems to be some tension, especially in the celebrity realm, especially it seems like between Black people and Jewish people that has, Mm -hmm. I've never really, it doesn't, this is something I've not, I've not taken, I've not seen in my time. I know that Mm -hmm. that's, that's a very, that's a very um, unscientific poll, but I've seen homophobia within the Black community. I've seen toxic masculinity within the Black community. I haven't seen this bubbling up. In fact, I've seen the opposite where Jewish people and Black people are actually very like, jewish people seem to love black people almost to a bad extent sometimes where they they think they have a little too much right to some of the stuff that we do Mm -hmm. um so i'm just wondering where this tension comes from if it's always been there and maybe something i've been missing what are you guys seeing in terms of culturally where we're seeing a lot more anti-semitism from Mm -hmm. from black people these days than i've than i've ever seen in the past um whichever one of you wants to start
0: yeah, I mean, I feel it has always been there, but that's just something that's just unique to black people. It's kind of a lot of groups of people have just hate for different groups that kind of bubbles up here or there. It's festering more now than, than before, so it's kind of come into light. And I kind of just hearken it back to just the you know age old thought that the best way for people to cope with their current situation is to blame it on another group of people. Um, so at some point in time, people blame it on black people in terms of, you know, why we couldn't, you know do certain things when, when they were slaves and when they weren't slaves anymore. People branded it on illegal immigrants when it came time to, oh, wow, that comedy is doing so bad. And how come my job, I, ca- I don't have a job right now. I'm not making a million dollars. Uh, so people always look for something else to blame to kind of cope with what they're going through. And I think now we're kind of seeing that there is, again, it's not everywhere, but there are groups of people that kind of see that you know where black people are in society right now maybe they should have been at a different rung if we were shown in a different light in terms of being the chosen people. Um, I think the reason why you're seeing it more now though, is because, you know, as time has gone on, you see black people are making more money in terms of professional athletes, music, movies. So there are more and more, you know, well off black people now than there have been in the history uh, than we've seen lately and recently. And, People like to point out that in a lot of industries that there are a lot of people who are Jewish happen to be you know, either ownerships or leaders in certain industries like the music industry um, and professional sports and such too. So they seem, I think, to correlate the fact that, okay, well, the fact that I see a lot of people who happen to be Jewish and they're in these positions of power, that must mean it is true the fact that they are running all this stuff and the fact that the music industry has historically been bad to the artists. Well, now the music industry is Jewish people, so Jewish people are bad to black people who are now musicians. Same thing for ownerships and for them having a place in society. Now, again, I'm just kind of giving you the point of view for that, that I kind of see why it might be causing this. And again, because now I think it's easier for people to kind of voice their opinions, now people feel more emboldened to come up and say things. Um, So that's why people are saying like, yes, I stand with Kyrie, he's speaking the truth and such. But again, I still feel like a lot of stuff is kind of getting lost in the communication for that though because, again, you don't really hear them say, okay, so you're saying that is it the Jewish people's fault? Do you blame them? Do you think we are the Jews but you don't blame the Jews for it? There's never any of that type of discourse about it. It's more just kind of like what Kyrie said when they said do you – are you against – are you anti-Semitic? And he said I can't be anti-Semitic if I know was in my past or my history. And people are like, what does that even mean? And he just kind of just walks off or whatever. So he kind of leaves you with kind of just some some riddle and kind of some some stuff out there. And that's kind of what's been you know echoed, I've seen, is like people will say the same thing, the same thing over and over again. But it's like, do you even know what that means? What does that mean to you? How does that have your stance on these people? Because you're putting stuff out there. That, yes, says that black people could have been the original Hebrews, but also it says stuff that about the current Jewish people that's anti-Semitic. Are you for the entire thing or for portions of it? But no one actually wants to pick that out. So that's why I feel that for right now, it's just becoming so mainstream, not mainstream, but now it's, it's more public because of social media. And then also now because we see that a lot of people who are in higher places of power that are now black complain about the powers that be and historically people assume that the pirates that be happen to be jewish so they must be against all black people and that's why they're the reason for where we are right now instead of being where we could be had things played out differently in the past
1: uh before josh gets in on this i just want to clean up the deshaun jackson thing he almost did almost exactly what Kyrie did in that he shared posts that uh incorrectly attributed that thing that they say hitler said that the black people you know that that quote from, that's yeah. attributed to, to hitler but it's not actually no way hitler actually fucking said it because it doesn't it doesn't make it any.
3: actually love black people
1: yeah yeah. Just, well, yeah. The, yeah the basically the hitler actually loved black people <laughs> quote and then he also doubled down um with the rothschild and saying that they own the banks and control all the banks and so mm-hmm.
2: he, he, he yeah did, oh, so that's go. nick go. cannon was you on know, that too
1: yeah yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. so he yep. he so they, so they both kind of doubled. They both doubled down on some of the stuff that was in the the anti-Semitic movie, which is basically,
2: yeah.
1: you know, the Jewish people run the banks and they're and they're anti and they're anti-Semitic and they're very frugal and bitter and control yeah. the control the country. And, and, they, then, and the they, the Jews they look, are the Jews are like all people. like
0: one are all one. Apparently, they're like a sentient being. Yeah. Apparently, and all the they, Jews yeah, yeah. are connected they're, and they're, they're all they're, <laughs> they're against, against they're, everybody. They're high blind
3: I, I mean, in answering Derek's question... So that's basically about, what Sean Jackson did. Okay, thanks. Um, so to go ahead and answer to my take on your question, right, which is, what's up with all these black people Do seem to be doing, slash, slaying, slash, slash, slash <laughs> being <Did> anti-Semitic? Like did, I, did I really say it like Seinfeld?
1: What's with all the
3: black people and the Jews?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't know, but that was hilarious.
3: <laughs> I mean, I, I, Daniel's right in the sense that, like, anti-Semitism... Shows up just everywhere. I mean, it shows up everywhere. I was reading, uh, what was it? it was? I think this was last week. So I was reading Dracula. It was Halloween, right? And going through that. And I'm just reading through that book. We're killing some vampires. Oh my god! Somebody got bit. What are we gonna do? Um, and then there's just a paragraph of just an anti-Semitic trope that is there for no particular reason. It's just, so you we went to go ask a guy for some information. They gave me some information, asked another guy. They gave me some information. Then we ran into this Jewish guy and he had a big nose and he demanded us to get, give him some money. And then he gave us the information that we left. You're just like, whoa, like, where did this come from? It's not even like, <laughs> it's like, it's, why? It's in <laughs> no way plot right Like what? So it, it, it is everywhere. And it, it, you know, Jewish people have been sort of dealing with this since there has been a jewish people right mm-hmm. so um like the, the etymology of the word hebrew uh originates from and i'm going to mispronounce it because like i i can't pronounce things and i've only ever read it so you know how that goes right but it originates from this word um habiru um, if i'm getting that correctly and it was a word that existed in 13th century bc um from mesopotamia all the way to egypt right so just a variety of different cultures a variety of different landscapes But the common usage of that word meant people we don't like, right? People who think differently from us, people who aren't really us, people we'd rather expel from our community, right? Mm -hmm. And so those people ended up getting expelled. They found one another. They eventually settled um, in and around what I guess is present-day Israel. So the the Jews have been dealing with this. They're, They're almost in some way defined by this, for lack of a better phrase I can probably phrase that better. But um, to answer, to more directly answer your question about what is it about, like, the Black community? Like, is it presenting in the same way? Um, I, I think that's an interesting question. Um, I went back to, so to, to, to say, I'll say this, that it's not a new phenomenon. Um, I went back to Cornell West's book, um, Race Matters. Um, so you haven't read it. It's a pretty good book. It's a short pamphlet, almost about 120, 150 pages or something like that. And there's an entire section. Um, it's about a 12-page chapter, and it's devoted to Black anti-Semitism, right? Like, why is it that these two groups of people who seem like they should get along pretty well and for the most part kind of do start to bump heads? And he outlined three reasons for that. The first was that for a lot of Black people, they see it as a species of anti whiteism Right. So it's just I don't like white people, Jews are white, therefore I don't like I don't like the Jews. Now that of course leaves out that fifteen percent of all Jewish Americans are not white, or they're not European descendants, or they're not Ashkenazi Jew, and that the vast majority of Jews throughout the world aren't white, aren't de- descendant from Europeans. So that's number one. He also said um that some black folks have higher expectations of Jews because they're also minorities. So if they don't see Jewish people helping out black people enough, they, they start to get sort of their back um, And then also the sense of underdog envy, which is, well, they did it, why can't we do it? Mm-hmm. I'm envious, therefore I hate, hate them. But I, I think there's another thing here too, and Daniel touched on this, which is that this idea of that if your life isn't going well, you look for somebody to blame, and historically that has been the Jews. I mean, again, going back to 13th century BC, right? It's been the Jews um, for for everyone. But anti-Semitism is different than xenophobia, different than racism in that xenophobia and racism, you're typically punching down, right? I want you to stay where you are because if you come to my level, you'll threaten me, right? <laughs> Anti-Semitism is usually a form of punching up right or they at least perceive themselves to be punching up right so it's not that these people down here are going to take what what i have it's that these people up there who run everything are going to take what i have and i think that the way that anti-semitism spreads and what black people have been through historically culturally it 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 can sometimes be a marriage made in hell, which is that black people have been through a lot. Black people have suffered through quite a lot of actual conspiracies. And I think that that can sometimes lead to not being able to tell the difference between somebody's actually hurting you and, oh, no, actually, you've dipped into anti Semitism. Mm-hmm.
1: I told y'all I went out and I found the smartest person
0: I could. <laughs> I, I told you. He's a, ring, a, a ringer. I told you.
1: <laughs> told you that. No, um,. <laughs> Yeah, that was very well stated, very well put. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just – I'm just – I know that this is just an obvious take. This Mm -hmm. is just the most obvious take, but I'm just kind of sick of it. Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of sick of all the – and this isn't a call for for unity per se in in the conventional sense. I'm just like, oh, everybody just get along, but it's just like – I just—it's annoying, and in some of the ways, it's kind of what Josh touched on. <laughs> Ironically, with we see the Jewish people not helping out enough, so we get mad at them. It's kind of—I feel that way about black people a lot of times, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to homophobia, because when it com- even when it comes to anti-Semitism, mm-hmm. when it comes to transphobia. It's like you should fucking know better. You've mm-hmm. been there. You've mm-hmm. seen the tribulations. You know what. You know what it feels like to be oppressed. Mm-hmm. And it just—it it bugs me. <laughs> It bugs me to no end, and I'm just like, stop. <laughs> Read a book. And, and let's have some actual discussions that will, like Daniel said, let's have some actual discussions that will move the um, the 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 plot forward. I was I was thinking of this the other day. I was like, is this somehow a, a little bit of an off offshoot of the Black Jesus thing? Where like, yeah, Jesus was was black, and we have Black Jesus in our home. <laughs> it's like is it, like like there is a real discussion to be had about about the. The Europeanification of Jesus, but that doesn't start with, oh, well, the Jews stole your culture, <laughs> and then, like, there's a real discussion you could have here if you yes, want they're... to be read up on it, and you want to actually discuss about what the complexion of people and how this is morphed over time, and, and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't, it doesn't start with the Jews owned the bank and they stole stolen your culture <laughs> yeah. and, and and all sorts of conspirati- conspiratorial nonsense. It's it's mm-hmm. it's dumb. It's unnecessary. As Josh pointed out, there's actually quite a bit of Jews <laughs> who are the
3: complexion that you quote unquote uh, think they should be and it's like so it's like do the damn work jesus and, was probably black and jewish like probably both <laughs> like, there's a there's a, a non zero probability that that was that that's what he was but it's like,
1: it was it was funny though. It got me thinking. I was like, is this some kind of like offshoot of like, because <laughs> like we just we kind of black people make jokes about oh, well Jesus is actually black, and it's not necessarily a joke because it's kind of true. But it's also mm-hmm. like, did it lead to some of this thinking, or is this something different? Um, I kind of sounded a little Pollyannish earlier when I said, "Have black people always not gotten along with the Jews?" <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not necessarily what I meant, but you guys—you guys actually got to the heart of what I was actually trying to ask, despite my silly, despite my silly, my silly framing, which was, "Oh, haven't we? Didn't we used to get along perfectly?" Which is not what I meant to suggest.
0: <laughs> now, I will say this: for every comment I've seen about Kyrie Schrodinger with Kyrie, I do see like three or four saying. Like bro, what are you even talking about? It's like mm-hmm. no, we, we don't agree with that, or no, you're <laughs> kind of wild and stuff. So
2: mm-hmm.
0: obviously, there's a pocket that exists, and now it's kind of getting a little bit more light than usual. But I can, I'm pretty confident saying that the the vast majority of African Americans don't feel the same way that Kyrie does in terms of blaming the Jews and saying that you know and being anti-Semitic. So that is something that's good, it's good to see. But even still, that pocket is a little bit concerning. But I think that's kind of with everything, there's going to be a group of people that have their own beliefs on certain things. It would just be nice if they actually would maybe stand on it and actually break down kind of what it is that they're having an issue with and what it is for for real. And not just that, you know, we are the Jews, but what does that even mean to you? And what does that mean for the people that we call Jews today? And do you in fact hate these people or you have no problem with them? For some reason, that's never, you know, being expounded upon. And that is what creates a lot of confusion, anger, hurt. Um, So maybe that will happen one day. Probably not. Um, But until then, you know, it's kind of just what's what's really going on. And it's going to be hard to really understand where they're coming from without any type of explanation from their part.
1: So we will dive right into the last section, I think, of what we kind of need to talk about today, and that is
0: (laughs) the NBA Big business, the, baby. Big Brooklyn, business. Yes.
1: Uh, uh, Daniel's already in rare form. Almighty uh, oh, dollar. <laughs> and how the how the Brooklyn Nets handled this because it was and the and the NBA Players Association. I forgot, mm-hmm. forgot to, to, to include them earlier because it was weird, man. <laughs> it was it was absolutely weird, and I'm I'm not certain what was going on because it's not like they haven't dealt with these issues before. Um, Kobe Bryant said something homophobic on the court. He was fined. You know, reprimanded publicly. We know the Donald Sterling thing. We know the the, the Robert Sarver thing. You know, reprimanded publicly. But for whatever reason, <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets and Adam Silver could not, and the NBA Players Association could not bring themselves to fully publicly reprimand Kyrie Irving on this issue for a very long time. And mm-hmm. so, initially, the uh, NBA. Uh, and the NBAPA put out a statement saying that they condemn all hate speech but did not specifically name Kyrie by name in that statement. So it was like what are you really talking about here? Are you talking about Kyrie? Or you just you know is this was just a good day to say you hate hate? Happy you coincidence. Know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it. Hate, is, hate is wrong, <laughs> y'all. All right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> at, at the NBA play at the NBA office, and you know uh, how
3: these tweets get written, which is they get written like months beforehand, right? And so it was just like in the queue. <laughs> 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 yes, yeah,
0: number twenty-seven. Run that. Run yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> that was a scheduled tweet. It just fired off. Oh well, uh, <laughs> and then
1: basically sean Marks kind of became the public facing figure on this in which he was like uh yeah we just gotta learn more and um Kyrie has a point of view and i'm sure that point of view makes sense but we won't be talking about that point of view today <laughs> <laughs> and Kyrie will not be made available to the media any longer um i was gonna say this earlier josh because you were you were kind of it might have been daniel said this but you, you were like he, people were kind of hoping Kyrie would – or it was Josh who said that people were kind of hoping Kyrie would just be like, oops, I accidentally posted something anti-Semitic, different, <laughs> and that's, you almost think the way that the NBA and the Brooklyn Nets handled it that they thought that Kyrie would do that, and when he didn't, they
3: were like, oh, God, what do well, we do? I mean, they're, they're, like, if for nothing more than – much like Kyrie, the Nets would be five hundred thousand dollars richer if Kyrie apologized. <laughs> you have to think that like somebody from the Nets organization called Kyrie and was just like, "Dude, dude like, just, just please, just save this."
1: You know, you know what, Josh? Done. I'm going to cut you off because I don't have to think that because I've been watching how the Nets have run their organization for
3: the
0: last <laughs> two years. Not- you
3: know what? I did begin by saying that the Nets were a tire fire, so yes. <laughs> so not completely sure they called Kyrie. <laughs>
1: but 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 in a, like in all seriousness why do we think because they've handled it that way there's really no reason to go back and talk about that specifically but why do we mm-hmm. think the nba was so hesitant uh even up until basically today well even to this po- to this moment the nba has not done anything to Distance themselves from Kyrie Irving the yeah. Nets finally kind of have and Kyrie kind of has but the NBA still to this very moment has not done anything to really say hey what Kyrie did was wrong bad Kyrie uh, why do we think that is
0: so I think it's the same for the Nets and the NBA more for the NBA than the Nets. What I'm about to say uh, I wrecked my brain about why this could be it's so bad for business why would you just kind of just let this go and not just kind of distance yourself from them but we say time and time again, the NBA is a player-driven league. And okay. Kyrie Irving is a star, borderline superstar within the league. He's been that way for years already, many seasons in the league. He's also beloved by many players within the league. He says crazy things, but the players do love him as a person. Maybe not as beliefs, but him as a person. So my thought is they don't want to fully go ahead and alienate him from the league because the other players will see how they treated him. Even though he's saying something that may be outlandish and crazy, They'll see how you treated one of our brethren, one of our stars that we actually hold to high esteem because of him being such a great basketball player, maybe a good guy too. I don't know. I don't know him personally, but that's going to have reverberation throughout the league going forward for them. Um, for the Nets specifically, they're trying to do whatever they can to salvage this season. Cause they know that, Hey man, we've traded, we've gone all in on this and we have come up with, you know, it's a crap shoot right now. We have no picks. We have to do something to at least be decent to kind of keep our fans here. The fans are leaving and everything. We're trying to salvage everything. That's what that's, that's the mode they're on right now. So I can kind of see why they're doing it. it. doesn't make sense to me. I think they're kind of, I think maybe this and stuff may actually help them in the long run, but that that's neither here or there, but for the NBA themselves though, they're having to kind of take a step back and let a slow play to see how he's going to kind of work himself out of it or how it develops. Because if from the get go, they bring the hammer down on them. I don't see people like LeBron James or other people, you know, in this league having taken too kindly to that. Now, they could say, okay, well, we're doing this because of what he said, but there's other things that are going to be talked upon this year and in the future. Again, you know, stuff like gay rights, uh, Black Lives Matter, other things you can think of, maybe, you know, women empowerment that players speak on all the time now. Now, a lot of players have their own podcasts and stuff, and now they're going to say, okay, well, I speak my mind all the time as well. Should I expect now that if you don't agree with what I'm saying, that now you're going to just basically throw me to the wolves and not protect me? So that's why I'm saying I can see them why they were hesitant to do it. But as is normally the case, when it comes to a lot of these leagues, once the public outcry got so loud, now it kind of outweighed their fear of, okay, now we're going to alien them because now they can see, okay, well, hopefully hopefully y'all can see that everybody else is really pissed too. So now we feel empowered to say, okay, now we're going to be the heroes and put the hammer down. But I really think it is way too late in, in this stage of the, of the game, but you know, it, it so, is what it so, is. So, 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 D, I know you're not endorsing
1: that that opinion necessarily, but wouldn't – isn't there a clear line between some of the opinions you have on a podcast and anti-Semitic behavior? Like, isn't like, – like, similar to, like, homophobia and racism, like, aren't we – isn't there a clear line that Kyrie has crossed that should – Give them barrier to people who want to say, well, if I'm on a podcast and I talk about Black Lives Matter, it's like, well, no, buddy, that's not anti-Semitic. That's not homophobic. That's not transphobic. Like, sh- Don't they have – wouldn't you think that they would have cover f- from their perspective
0: is what no. I'm saying? Not necessarily the your was- perspective. <laughs> the only reason why – because he's been talking around it. He hasn't for sure said that I am anti-Semitic. He's saying that I'm sharing clips and giving points of view – in terms of how I believe for my people, for black people. And I feel, he didn't say why I feel, but these things kind of show how I feel, how black people have been disenfranchised and the true history of black people. He has been talking around how that actually affects or how that actually correlates with actual, you know, with Jewish people and how he feels about them, how black people should feel about them and their position in this whole thing. Because he's been so vague right now, I think he could have the argument saying that, you know, you're going to come down on me for sharing my point of view without me actually for sure saying that I do support, you know, uh, anti-Semitism. And that's why I think it's a little bit sticky and why they had to let it play out a little bit more. So the same way that, you know, Draymond LeBron or whatever could talk about how they feel about how black people have been treated because of whatever, you know, just white America, police, all that they wouldn't want at that point in time when that discussion was happening to come down immediately because like, Oh, you're, you're are talking against the police. Well, that means that we're against that. They have to let that play out to kind of see what what you're saying. You know, you do have your own opinion the, the NBA may think differently, but we want to support our players because they're at the forefront and have their own ideas and be inclusive. So I think that's the mindset they were kind of going with, but it got out of hand because I'm sure they also thought the Nets might do a little bit more than they, what they did, which was nothing. So now they were forced to kind of play their hand and kind of get more into it than why they would hope would like to do. Josh, yeah,
3: I think your um, <laughs> I think with respect to the NBA player association, that might be slightly different than the net for the NBA, and that's only because um, Kyrie has a high level position in that association. I, he's a vice president of some sort, uh, and you, so I just yeah, you, you beat me to it.
2: <laughs> I so was going to say I,
1: he's still somehow, some way, yeah, <laughs> the vice president of Players Association of uh, so the, the Players Speaker, right?
0: That, I'm just saying, yes, that's the I think so, mm. yeah, so Sorry, I, I suspect, didn't mean to cut you off.
3: No, no, that's fine, that's fine. So I suspect at least within the halls of the NBA's Players Association that there may be some internal politics going there, going on there. I don't know that, um, and that doesn't make the way that they handled it any better. But I suspect that, that that's what's going on. Um, and then just to echo Daniel, NBA is, it's, it's a star-driven league, right? So having one of your stars being seen as anti-Semitic, just one of your stars, right? It not only hurts Kyrie, it hurts the Nets. And by extension, it hurts the the NBA, even the legacy of the NBA, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, you just, you think of Kyrie hitting that shot with the Cavaliers. That's just, it, it's, it's an amazing moment. And forever we will think about that man. Um, if, if the NBA suspend which which they have or i guess the nets have but if some organization stamps on it right and says anti-semitic right all of those moments get tainted in a way Mm -hmm. that i don't think the nba or the nets really want to see um and you know derek I, i mean i take your point about does the nba have cover to or does the nba or the nets have cover to suspend Kyrie Irving for anti-Semitic, isn't this clearly, like, wherever the line is on acceptable speech, right, mm. this is clearly over the line, right, like, we don't have to figure out exactly where the line is to know that what Kyrie said was clearly over the line, but I, I think that's giving these organizations far too much credit, like, <laughs> the thing about, it, it just is, right, like, the thing about capitalism, and I'm a capitalist, right, so, like, i but... I mean, oh, God, not two of you. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. <sighs> But so the thing about capitalism, right? Though is is it's it's unprincipled, right? Other than making more money, so it's it's indifferent to sexist, to things like sexism or racism or anti semitism. If being sexist or anti semitic will make them money, they'll do it. Um, if being if not being sexist or not being anti semitic or not being racist will make them money, they'll also do that. And I think what we've seen play out in real time is that unprincipled behavior of organizations like the Nets or the NBA, just these capitalist organizations to be like, which, how is this going to affect us? We don't really, like us as individuals have principles about, you know, this is wrong. But Mm. as an organization, as people who have shareholders, as people um, who run an organization where there are shareholders and we are legally mandated to maximize the amount of money that their shareholders get, right? We have to watch and see how this plays out. I believe Adam Silver's Jewish. Is that correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he knows. Like, the dude knows, right?
2: He, he knows exactly. <laughs> that. Like, He, he saw knows. that tweet, and
3: he's like, <laughs> I know exactly what this is. Like, I don't have to double-check with anybody, Yeah. right? But because of his position at, uh, uh, with the NBA, he, he is hamstrung, but what he can or can't do, um, and, and so I think our discomfort with the way that this is playing out, Excuse me. Our discomfort with the way that this has played out over the last, what is it, five, six days at this point? It seems like it's been Mm -hmm. a year. Uh, It is because of that just being unprincipled. So I think the moment you bring principles into this about what's acceptable speech and what's not, it's like we're having the wrong conversation. They are. (laughs) They're not concerned with it at all.
1: (laughs) This. uh bad year for adam silver by the way he keeps taking l's L's everywhere for adam silver this year the beacon of light himself kairi's talking about he was a beacon he's a beacon of light adam silver used to be thought of as the beacon of light upon commissioners he's taking he's taking water he's taking Mm -hmm. water um i don't (laughs) i don't know how you fools keep calling yourselves capitalism and then keep talking about how unprincipled capitalism is how do you how y'all square this Uh, because when uh, when uh, correctly it it can be be pure
2: (laughs) yeah
3: so, so uh, Winston Churchill once said that democracy was the worst form of politics except for all the other ones, and capitalism is the worst form of economics except for all of the other ones. That's how I square <laughs> that circle.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. Two capitalists. I hate you. I hate you both. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's ironic. I, I actually um, – just brief aside. I actually don't. I, I do a lot of trash talking with Daniel because it's fun. I don't actually hate capitalism. It's just I hate how I hate, I hate how America does capitalism. It frustrates me, and I don't like it. I don't. I don't like all the uh, well. The, I think I don't, what I it don't is, don't the a like, lot like all the addendums that they put to capital.
2: They put yeah.
1: Capitalism.
0: So a lot of times people say that American is America is just straight capitalism, but it's like obviously there's stuff in place that it doesn't function that way anymore. So there are yeah, stuff to where so you know, I, wait, and it's not I, I actually just that, so wanted... straight business and such. It actually, there are a lot of stuff on the side going on that makes it quite unfair in regards to the market. They don't let the market play out. The market is definitely messed with quite a bit all the time, so it can't yeah. be completely yeah, capitalism yeah. at I, that if, point. If
3: people let the market play out the way it should be, of like I, I I genuinely think that black people would be a lot better off than we are now because there's a well entrepreneurial spirit in the black community that often gets squashed. Yes. Uh, because of I mean, the stuff that Dad was talking about.
1: That and we had a lot of stuff when capitalism was just, you know, unfettered and then they took it all. They yeah, were just they just like,
2: it. y'all can't have it yeah. remember so, that yeah.
3: time they just bombed a city out of nowhere like that was, is. Like
2: everything was so important, like, yeah. they
3: just bombed the city and it's like okay I guess we're done here
2: Like yeah,
1: yeah every time black people decide they want to participate in capitalism suddenly oh. we're not so capitalist anymore sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to make that clear I give y'all a lot of I give Daniel and now you a lot of shit about capitalism but I don't actually I don't actually have necessarily a problem with it it's just fun to hate on America honestly that's really what it comes down to it's just really fun to I hate on america
3: it's getting easier oh. and easier by the day um
1: yeah, yeah that it let's is reconvene
3: on wednesday and see how that plays out
1: <laughs> uh, so i want to admit something very very quickly which is that um when i asked the question to daniel about don't they have cover that is actually almost verbatim the exact question that dan lebitard asked on his podcast about this very issue oh, okay. and i want to say this y'all answered it much better than I think they answered it when Dan posed the question. So, uh, you know, I guess I run with a, a better crew than Dan Levitard mm. does. Yeah, let's go.
0: Yeah, um, open your third eye, bro. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> any uh, last thoughts on the NBA, the NBA PA, Kyrie Irving, black people,
0: Jewish people? So, I don't know if y'all saw this. Another, another article came out because you know we all saw the article recently today about how he was suspended for the five games without pay. So apparently the ADL the ADL says that they can't, with a good conscience, accept his five thousand dollars five thousand dollar donation. So they have rejected that the money that he wanted to donate to him. So oh, really? They're taking a stand in terms of saying that like, yeah, thanks but no thanks in terms of his donation.
3: Um, oh, they, to, do to they see thoughts. it as? Do they see it as he's being anti-Semitic and he's just trying to give himself cover?
0: Yeah, at this point, they're basically saying that it—it it, it didn't seem like an actual apology, just like "Hey, I'll take my money and leave me alone" type of thing. So they're like, "Okay, well, mm-hmm. I, we're, we're good on that then." You know, we don't need your well, money that, that yeah. much to so just take it. Just to I respect like, that. Make I respect that. Seem better.
1: That's also crazy because that seems to suggest that because they—they—they—they they, they're, they were stamped. It was—it was them, the Nets, Kyrie, and the ADL statement. But it seems like they didn't know what was in the statement. If they're rejecting the money that was in the statement. I- I, well, I, I mean, think because I've he said stuff statement. since that
0: came out, though.
1: Yeah. Well, I know, but the, his his terrible apology is in the statement, so that kind of tells me that they didn't know he was going to give a bad apology in the statement. He's
0: given interviews after the apology, though, from the statement. is what oh, I'm saying. He, yeah has he talked?
2: Yeah, yes, he yes. um
0: today oh, he had I another mean. one. I think after practice or something, or I think it was practice. Yeah, it was like during that. practice. Yeah, I my
2: Oh, oh um, Jesus. so somebody I, I, asked I didn't him. Know
3: I yeah, so, so somebody asked him I mean I got this from the I got this from the Rich Eisen show, so I didn't see this unfiltered, but somebody asked but they they were playing the audio for it, and somebody asked Kyrie, Were you apologizing or were you not apologizing when you said, you know, what you said? And he said Kyrie responded, I didn't mean to cause any harm. I'm not the one who made a documentary. Um somebody asked uh, what are some of the things in the documentary that you don't believe are true? He said, I think some of the criticism of the Jewish faith and faith the community, for sure. Some points made in there that were unfortunate. And then somebody just point yes, there you asked go. him, do you have any anti-Semitic beliefs? And instead of giving a one-syllable answer, which is just oh, no, no yeah. He said, again, that's, and he said it, it in that sort of frustrating, that frustrated, condescending voice that Kyrie has. He says, um, again, I'm going to repeat, I don't know how the label becomes justified because you ask me the same questions over and over again. But this is not going to turn around into a spin around cycle of questions upon questions. I told you guys how I felt. <laughs> I respect all walks of life and embrace all walks of life. That's where I sit. Somebody fa- followed back. Somebody responded, I think what people want to hear is a yes or a no. And he said, I can't be anti-Semitic if I know where I come from.
2: Yes,
0: there you go. Thank you. That's that's what I was talking about for yes. that. Yeah.
1: Okay. I, I'm not going to lie. I did not know they actually let that man speak again. They should have mm-hmm. just kept that man in the wraps for a week. <laughs> they had already pulled his, <laughs> his media availability. They might as well have just kept going. Um, I believe that, at that... one
0: point. Because uh, there was also a rumor out there that, because you know, they had like a meeting, right, between um, Adam Silver, the ADL, and it's supposed to have been Kyrie Irving, I think the Nets front office as well. Mm. But I believe it was confirmed, or he mentioned that they were like, okay, did you actually go to the meeting? He actually had sent a proxy in instead to that meeting. Yeah. He didn't go in person. I think he said like his mom and maybe like his. Or maybe his dad and his stepmom or some, some part of his family sent in instead to that meeting that they had with the ADL to go over the things he said and how it impacted him and how you know maybe he might have understood how it affected people. So, yes, he also didn't go to the meeting either. So I'm guessing that probably started their thoughts on this, but then I'm sure his last interview probably sealed the deal about, okay, well, screw this guy. He's, he's not really serious about saying and, and some remorse. I, I saying didn't that, know that, you know.
3: Daniel. I, I didn't know that, but mm-hmm. I um, I read the joint statement when – I think you were the person who posted it in the chat. I read that joint statement. I was like, Kyrie didn't say this. Like, I just, I just don't believe that he said that. <laughs> just, yeah. I just – I read it that doesn't sound like him, that doesn't – those
1: aren't
2: uh, the words the that be- he
3: uses. The beacon of light part
0: kind of sounded like him. I want to be a beacon of light. <laughs> he, he gave it the la- – yeah, the, those last words, he put that in there. This is my part. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's, <laughs> so yeah. now we're together.
1: Yes. Really? I, they got a ban it from the league, bro.
0: <laughs> Do you think they are? Do you think,
3: I, I've heard, I've heard some talk that they might. Do you think they will?
1: No, I don't, but my, okay. like, I'm not for banning people from stuff, but they got to yeah. ban this man from the league. He's, he's, he's becoming a nuisance, bro. Te- teams are are teams <laughs> well, are too cons- desperate,
0: Derek. They're too desperate, right? So I could see him mm-hmm. getting suspended for a little bit for this year, maybe some more games, and you would think, okay, well, his contract is over after this year. He's going to be a free agent, so maybe no one will pick him up. Bro, the Lakers going to be gonna at say, his house I think that's more immediately. Likely. No, the Lakers are going to be knocking on this door saying, hey, LeBron James mm-hmm. is aging by the minute. We're trying to salvage something, but we have no picks. So Kyrie, come over here and don't say anything to the media, and we'll get a championship, and people will forgive you because you're a winner or something like that. You know how the league goes, man. People
2: yeah.
0: are dying for that W. They're a slave to the W. And yeah. <laughs> outside of murdering somebody or raping somebody, you know what I'm saying, on video something like that, people will still try to say, oh, well, he – didn't say actually that, so we'll give another shot to Tari Ru some type mm-hmm. of thing. So I don't see him actually getting ever getting in that type of band. Unless he changes his stance and actually says, Yes, I am anti Semitic, then okay, well that, that that's the end of it, but yeah. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs>
3: here's the question. Here's the question. Is is Ime Adoka gonna take over the Mets? <laughs> that's,
0: that's... <laughs> oh god yes he is and and they're going to start a reality show as soon as he starts working on there it's gonna be the most amazing doc in the history of all docs yes they've already signed it up billion dollar deal and let's see how it plays out man you know what i'm
2: saying
1: oh god I, i had almost forgotten about that piece the whole hey man you committed you committed workplace sexual harassment
3: over here but hey that's over there it's over here. <laughs> we'll just, did it come out? I, I know this isn't the topic of this podcast. Did it come out that it was officially sexual harassment,
2: or was it? it? No, it, it did it, not. It, no, no, it's not. I, just, I still heard consent.
3: Yeah. I, I think for the Nets, their out is yes, you cheated on your wife, but that's really none of our business, and you didn't. <laughs> and it, as long as you weren't actively like harassing anybody at the organization, we have no qualms about bringing you over here.
1: I, I, um, there tell is, tell me that,
3: tell me that's not the
1: conversation. That's the conversation. That's the that's right.
0: conversation. That's, a conversation. Well, that's, that's, that's
1: for sure. The conversation. They, yeah. and, and, they're, and they're doing their due diligence, which mm-hmm. is waiting a long waiting. time, so that, waiting a couple of days so that you'll think they did due diligence. There's no due mm-hmm. diligence. Look, they hired that it, man.
0: Two days ago. (laughs) If y'all wouldn't have tripped, if y'all wouldn't have tripped when they said it initially, he would be on this team today. But y'all had a whole fuss about, oh, it's too early. So like, all right, give him a few days, and then we'll then we'll announce the hiring. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. They're doing doing this for y'all because y'all are tripping.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Too diligent. We got to make sure (laughs) that the because I'm sure the Celtics are giving them all the information that they could. All the tea, yes, everything. Yeah, um, there he, he's not. I don't think he's been. I don't think there's been anyone any news on if it was consensual or not. But there was in the immediate aftermath some discrepancy on if it was consensual or not mm-hmm. at, at a certain yep. point. So definitely. It, so it's definitely not the greatest thing to signal to your female employees
3: that you oh, are yeah. bringing
1: up to town. But I don't expect them to care about that. That's 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 not how the NBA works as i've learned that's not how today. that's not how corporate america works
0: yeah yeah if I'm, you're not, a, I'm not if you're i'm a not
1: Heinrich i wasn't CEO, not <laughs> how come, not how. <laughs> i wasn't I wasn't. I wasn't saying this is a uniquely NBA problem. I was just talking about the problem that's right in front right. of you guys. No, I, wasn't, I wasn't
0: trying to report the NBA. It's, 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 I it's feel. A this. Yeah, I feel, I was like, do you, get in line, man, get in line, yeah, no, no. It's just today
1: more than anything. The NBA has been at the forefront of. We do not care about female employees. This is a bad. This a bad year. For the NBA caring about female
0: employees. What is or happening? Ma- maybe it's finally come to light. So maybe it had to happen. You know what hey. I'm saying? If, if, if they're being like we're the golden child of all sports leagues and we're the best, you know, in terms of uh, taking care of everybody. But it's like, well, is that really the case? Maybe it's not the case. Now we're actually seeing that. So yeah. maybe so actual change is now that be... people are aware of what's going on.
2: You're
1: you right, D. This isn't this isn't th- what's been happening. What's come out to, or what's come up to light over the last few months and this last week or so isn't new. It's been happening. It's yep. just crazy that it's all coming to a head at once. Not crazy because yeah. this has been this has been building. So it's not like this is out of nowhere. But it's just like it's a bad bad couple of months for the NBA.
3: Somebody oh, somebody yeah. had to be the beacon of truth and light, and it just turned out it wasn't Kyrie. <laughs>
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> well well One place. Um, it, it's time. To, de- well, I don't have Terrell Huff. Derek, would you say it's time or it's not time for the oh, greatest de- segment in the history of segments? It's Derek's time, gone Derek. crazy.
0: Oh lord! You could. You should have done with Josh, man. He wouldn't know what's going on. It would, it would have been an amazing. Bit. I have no I idea what's what going I already, on. I already did that. Like- yeah. See, exactly. I already, I, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I already did that to him earlier, <laughs> so I didn't want to <laughs> do it again. Kind of... <laughs> um, it's time for is this your king? Does anyone want to rant about a problem about a person who is causing problems in society? That's what the segment is about, Josh. Basically, we're asking: <laughs> Is this person your king?
0: Why, is Josh, be... your, why is Josh giving your C game and producing, bro? In terms of <laughs> getting him ready <laughs> for it, <laughs> <Hey>, honestly.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. What y'all don't know is y'all always get my C game. It's just that.
0: (laughs) I'm always (laughs) mediocre. That's the key. (laughs) That's
1: my secret cap. I'm always mediocre. (laughs) Um, It's just that y'all have been doing the pot so long, there's really no extra producing that's needed. And today, you need extra produce. And I forgot. <laughs> I forgot to do it, <laughs> so I'm just explaining things on the fly. Um, but basically, we, it's a we we rant about someone who sucks. That's basically what the segment is. Um, mm.
0: so we can start the Kanye Does West. Get another, another another three hours in this oh. mug, man. No, 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 no.
1: Because I have one. <laughs> oh, I, I
0: got oh, you oh, theory. you do have uh, one. Okay.
1: Maybe that's for yeah, yeah. yeah. I
0: have one. No, it's not for Ka- another
1: day. It's... But like, and it and it's not Kanye West. Elon fucking Musk.
0: Ooh, oh, okay. okay. That's interesting. What
1: to see. the hell are you doing over there with the bird? With the, with the tweeter? What the tweeter. is happening over there in that company? We got. This man wants you to pay eight dollars so you could be verified on his on his social media network, which that's not the purpose of verification. The purpose of verification is so that people will not be fooled by fake news by people pretending to be the outlets that are reporting on news. That is the purpose of verification. So why would you want people to have to pay eight dollars to do that? Because that any clearly kind of hasn't worked. Because
2: <laughs> Twitter that clearly hasn't worked.
0: <laughs> Josh, yeah, let, yeah, let, yeah, let him cook. Yeah, he can, let, let him cook, Josh. Let him
3: cook. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please go. Please go. <laughs> <laughs> now you ruined it. The segment's over. No, I'm, <laughs> sorry.
1: I'm, sorry.
2: I'm sorry. my flow? messed up my flow. messed <laughs> <laughs>
3: <You're laughs> up my flow. No, ruined my groove. <laughs> <laughs> Elon must
1: pay what, like forty four billion dollars. Forty
0: four, the B. <laughs> and,
1: and now he wants to charge us eight dollars. When this man was roaming around Twitter before talking about free speech, free speech, bringing back free speech. <laughs> but now he's asking us to pay eight dollars for free speech this man has literally put a price on the first amendment what is going on in america what is going on on social media twitter was already a hellscape but now elon musk elon musk, elon musk has made I don't know. What's below a hellscape? Is there anything below a hellscape? I, I, I think that was the no, bottom. That's just but the now bottom. He's somehow, yeah. Yeah, he's, somehow he's gone below a hellscape. And I, I don't know. Thoughts on Elon Musk? I'm done. I'm, I'm out. I'm tired. He really must I,
3: I woke up to um, somebody <laughs> sending me a tweet and it said, um, I don't want to make a broad generalization, but you have to admit it's at least interesting that everyone who likes Elon Musk is the biggest loser you've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really did just just start
1: this so we could shit on Elon Musk because I find him like the most overrated human on Earth.
3: Like, why does he know. have? Why does he have two hundred and fifty billion dollars? Or I guess it's less now, but like,
0: why? Yeah, Try to make it back, man. Meet the 44 back. It hurt.
1: I don't know. <laughs> and I don't know why likes him. And I don't know, like, why... Like, what is appealing about him? I don't get it. I don't get the fuck. Okay, well,
0: this one we talked about before, though, D. You know how in America, basically anybody that has a lot of money, we're like, they must be a super genius. They must do no wrong in business. They must be the most philosophical person in the world, which is the reason why but... you have people like, like Kanye West being so high up and saying he is a god because he had a billion dollars for a bit and he was according to himself, the richest black man in America. So because of that, when he spews whatever he says, he knows what he's talking about because he has a billion dollars. And that's just how for some reason in America we're like, you got this money, you can do no wrong and you know everything. Because how else do you get a billion dollars by not knowing by not if not by knowing everything there to know in the world. So this is
1: nothing new there. But but he so clearly doesn't know shit about anything. <laughs> Elon Musk he so clearly is Devoid, like you know how I said, Kyrie is smart. I don't even know if Elon Musk is smart. I don't, I'm, I'm I, putting him I, below I, Kyrie. No, I don't. I, I, I mean, I just, I, well, I, mean, I, really I did appreciate mean. that.
3: Within, wasn't it a couple of days? Right. So Elon Musk buys Twitter. For some reason, he walks in the front door with the sink. I don't know why. Maybe it was some them, but it was stupid. Um, and within everything in the, in the kitchen sink, he threw everything in the kitchen sink. Ridiculous. Um this kid has a dumb name too. And anyway, um it's just like, that that's not the child's fault. I'm just saying it looked like he typed true. some like yeah, random letters in, in Windings. But anyway, um so he goes on to Twitter, which he now owns, right, and immediately posts a conspiracy theory about the man oh, yeah. who do you, you guys see this story? Right, the the mm. man who um, hit Paul Pelosi with a hammer, right, was like, no, that wasn't actually a break-in. That was actually a was it a male prostitute? I think
2: that yeah, Paul Pelosi, like that. Pelosi
3: had ordered, and then yes. things went south and got hit with a got mm. hit with a hammer. You know, as as happens. Free speech. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. as is and, and it, I, In fairness, to Elon Musk, he took it down. But I was just like, did you not think about this for like a hot second? <laughs> like this, this seems ridiculous. He, he
1: he got in a back and forth with AOC yesterday because AOC mm-hmm. was like, he was like, you're trying to make us pay eight dollars. It's, it's ludicrous. And he was like, oh, it's ludicrous, huh? Well, here's this sweater that you put on your campaign website, and it's fifty five dollars. So maybe you're ludicrous. And then. <laughs> Everyone under the post was like, "That's because it's made with union labor, and they have to actually pay for things. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's why it's fifty-five dollars. Mm-hmm. But here's your made-from-China bullshit that is yeah. also a Tesla. here's your Tesla sweater, and it's sixty-five dollars, and it's made in China homes. So, <laughs> 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 so he got roasted for that. Except for, of course, the bootlicker, not bootlickers because he doesn't have power. Except for the people who like like Elon Musk were below it, like that wasn't his point. And I was like, no, that was his point. He got served." <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
1: this is amazing i fell down an elon musk uh twitter rabbit hole but i somehow didn't well because he deleted it already i didn't come across his nonsense with paul
0: so I, i will say this though about him charging the fee now his intention with buying it is now to make twitter private once again before it was a public, publicly owned company. So as with private companies, they can pretty much do what they want in terms of charging for their services. Same thing like Netflix and Hulu and such. They, they increase their prices, you know, like clockwork every year and people are upset, but that's their right to do it. So the way I see it is he's seeing that a lot of people are making money off of Twitter. And he wants to be able to make you get a piece of that, which a lot of people want to monetize their platform that they're on. So same thing like, you know, for Instagram and all that kind of stuff to where you can make money by advertisements and stuff. So now it becomes like, okay, well, you're making so much money. How do we get a piece of that to make us even more profitable? Because you're using our platform to make you money. We should be the middleman because we are the middleman. So we need want our cut. So that's essentially what he's trying to do is get his cut for everybody that's going to be verified. He's assuming that for people that are like are in media and stuff, like, oh, get your company to pay for your subscription to to Twitter to get you verified and, and yada, yada, yada. Um, I guess his concerns in regards to people putting out false information, he's probably actually happy about that because that means people will post even more on Twitter because of false information and go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So I think to him, he's kind of seeing in a mindset like we talked about before with the whole capitalist mindset of, hey, what can go on to make me the most money? Well, outrage on Twitter will get people on there talking, and if I can charge them for being verified on there because you don't have to pay to be on Twitter, of course, just to be verified, but a lot of people want to be verified for their followers or just to get some information out there. So he's saying, like, yeah, if you can get out there and say that you're verified and have people you know, follow you and get clout because of that, I should get a cut of that, and I can't really fault him for that per se, but at that point, I was like, hoping – since you're charging, maybe the vetting process will be even more extensive because they're paying for it now. I would hope that's the case because like, there's a lot of bots out there now. So I'm like, all right, well, cool. There's bots out there now and fake stuff going on. So now that they're paying for it, hopefully they're paying now for quality vetting in terms of what's going on. But if that's not the case, then, okay, well, now you're just charging for something that's the same thing as before. So there's not there's also- no added value to it, you know?
1: I'm also curious because I believe Twitter went to this verification system because they got they got sued. I believe the courts made them go to this verification system. Um, I mm. have to look that up. That was reckless. Of, that was reckless of me. I was kind of hoping one if you would back me up because
0: you knew the exact. <laughs> yeah, answer. we mentioned. It. I was like, mm, that'd be a really good point. Like, I don't know that one. <laughs> All right.
1: So we're gonna stop. stay off to We're gonna cut that. Co- yeah, we're gonna yeah. cut that. Co- I, honestly. Honestly, I don't use Twitter a lot anymore, and I kind of hope it dies. But then I kind of don't hope it dies because people need it, and it's it's weird. It's a it, it, social media is a weird place. But he's already making money off of us, Daniel. We're, we're creating content for his thing to exist. Without us, it doesn't exist. He just has a bird
0: with a fucking logo and but no wants, tweets. But he wants more <laughs> money, though. And me and money and me and money. <laughs>
1: If you just to just go on YouTube, I'm sure there's a clip. Ernest plays basketball. Um, he was in a limousine
0: the <laughs> gonna trying to, you are going to plug it, nice
1: <laughs> I'm gonna explain it, he was playing basketball Ernest apparently was this dope ass basketball player, but then yeah. like the corrupt I forget, I haven't seen the movie in a long time but like the corrupt owner or something was trying to get Ernest off his game or whatever, so she he sent, she sent, he sent in this love interest and she was evil as hell, and she was mm. talking about how Ernest could have her and Ernest could also have money and she said, me and money, and me and money and me and she said it three times. And Ernest, let me tell you, he chose her and he chose money. And he got kind of evil for a little bit there. So Ernest <laughs> plays basketball. Um if you haven't seen it, a classic film starring the late great um I forgot uh, Jim Varney. So anyway, I've kept Josh long enough with
3: this. I, and so, and I it. so when you were when you just I'll leave you with this. So when yeah. you were plugging yeah. Ernie plays basketball. Or Ernest plays basketball. <laughs> Ernest plays basketball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I've never heard of. So I, I went into YouTube. I just said, "Ernie, Ernest plays basketball, me and money. And I'm looking for this clip just to try uh-huh. to understand what's been going on for the last five minutes, right? <laughs> uh-huh. <And I'm, laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know. You guys were doing a skit, and I was just like, cool. Like yeah, yeah, yeah we, we were doing <laughs> a, a bit, video. yeah. And, I, and I'm scrolling down, and I just see this nine minute long YouTube video, and it's called Ernie Johnson Being Black Compilation. And I'm just like, I don't know what this <laughs> is. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I I this could either be the worst thing that has ever been on, put on the internet or the best thing, I don't know. It's only, but only I'll be the it's once the podcast yes.
0: is over.
2: Yes.
3: <laughs> it's the internet. And, That's how it works.
0: And and there you're right um in terms of what you're mentioning before, before they had verification, there was actually a lot of lawsuits against Twitter um because people were like oh people were using my handle and either making fun of stuff I did or kind of Posing mm. to be me, damaging my image and likeness. So as a way mm-hmm. to combat that and to encourage people to get on Twitter, they, the then CEO, rolled out the verification process. Say, okay, now you have to check, mm-hmm. so they know for sure that's you to help you, you know, protect yourself and people not to worry about the trolls. So yeah, what you're saying is is is, is true. Uh, they had a lot yeah, of lawsuits, think... so they're trying to avoid that. Yeah. Daniel and researched
3: I... something far more <laughs> important to this podcast than I did. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: I hyped you up as, like, the smartest person I could find, but Daniel, and you were actually listening about to me and money. Well, I guess it's not important for Daniel to research that because he watched it with me. He watched that with me yeah. live, so nice. he didn't need to research it. Um, I'm, sad, I'm sad that it's not on YouTube. I was for certain that that would be on YouTube. But anyway, I guess you'll have to get a bootleg copy of Furnace Plays Basketball. Lord knows that's not on the Internet <laughs> if you want to see what I was talking about. It's,
3: it's- it's, it's – I'm sure it's on Amazon as well as a lot of other things that
0: uh, Kyrie true, Irving has yeah. seen. Yeah. <laughs> and that's <Next> it. <laughs> <laughs> that's where we're closing. Kyrie, yeah. Kyrie probably saw it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, uh, Josh. We really appreciate you stopping by, homie. Don't be a stranger. Come back again.
3: Yes, anything sir. you need we'll to? do. Uh,
1: yeah. Anything you need to plug? Any social media stuff that you want to get out there or anything oh, no, of that I'm nature? A
3: boring grad student who lives in the middle of nowhere with a sub-500 football team, so, yeah. (laughs) Just...
0: And you gotta yeah, own well, that. We, we, uh, we, all the Aggies own that, man. Terrible. You
1: can catch Josh, Josh that, Howell, <laughs> Josh Howell uh, not at an Aggies game, but self loathing somewhere, apparently. Uh, um, <laughs> Daniel Davidson, we know you don't have any real social media either. Apparently, I'm the only one who will be making the plug today. But go ahead and plug what you need to plug as well, my friend.
0: Yeah, you know what it is, man. You can't find me anywhere except for here on the Sweet Football Network. And, of course, on Trey Bunker's Podcast and Grow. Break it down to the X's and O's of Cowboys football. Uh, We have a bi-week coming up, but has some content coming for you, anyways, though, so please tune in for that. You won't be disappointed. Until next time, y'all.
1: And, of course, I am your most excellent and venerated host, your favorite podcaster, Dion Lewis.
0: Third, baby.
1: You can catch me. On Instagram and Twitter at drlewis LewisNot3rd. Of course, you can catch him, Daniel Davidson, on Trey Panko's Podcast Grill. We'll be back next week where I suspect we're going to have to talk about the San Antonio Spurs. I'm not sure yet. We'll have to get yes. into something. Uh, in the meantime,
0: Daniel, hit him with the outro. Steve Speaking for sport. So I'm
2: Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs>